This is Sports Best Broadcasting to you, fake live and direct on the re-hosted podcast network. Before we get going, I'd like to thank Craft Services for the lovely breakfast buffet they provided before we started taping the show. He is Andrew Eats His Eggs over Easy Keller, and I'm Larry Cinnamon Rolls Only Olson. Hello there, Mr. Keller. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Uh, what do you think about Cinnabon? I think Cinnabon oh. smells better than it tastes. I, oh. I'll, I'll walk out of my way to walk by a Cinnabon, but I won't eat it because it always disappoints. There is no better Cinnabon in the entire universe than the Las Vegas airport. You come rolling in there for your flight sometime on Sunday, and you're like, oh, Lord have mercy, Cinnabon. Yeah, I saw that, speaking of McCarran International Airport, this Texas <laughs> woman was waiting for her flight to fly back home to Texas earlier last or late last week, and she won $300,000 in the slots. So that's a little inspiration for everyone to put the dollar in the slots while you're waiting for your plane. I always thought those were tighter. And when she won that $300,000, the first thing she bought was... She's sweeter than She went to Cinnabon and got honey buns custom made. Oh. Cost her a little bit more, but she oh. can afford it. James Harden has recorded his seventh triple double since joining the Brooklyn Nets. Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they won 124 113 over the dilapidated San Antonio Spurs in overtime. This story is just saying, let's praise James Harden, but I'm going to say, if the Nets were good enough, they would have won in regulation and Harden might not have gotten a triple-double. So maybe win in regulation and uh, we'll have something a little bit better. Are you, are you, you think Harden's a real deal? Well, it's funny because these first two stories are going to frame how I'm not going to try to be the wrong answer. But here's the thing. He started off not wanting to play in Houston and was not playing good. He didn't practice. All of a sudden, he gets traded to the Nets, and now he's back in the MVP conversation. I'm sort of tortured on this idea of he can be an ingrate at one spot, get traded to another team, and now is all world and might literally win the MVP award. Yeah, he's playing well also. But, like, the things that he's doing is, yeah, like you said, because he's happy and and this the Brooklyn Nets should take notice that, like, if – things start slipping a little bit you might have a little tantrum on your hands and he might not be playing that well so times when times are good times are good it's I think the true test of who you are is when they're bad and uh, maybe 10 years from now is James Harden's legacy going to be he was an amazing player or is it going to be he was a pill and I'm gunning for him being a pill depending on when you listen to this Harden is going back to Houston for the very first time playing with the Nets this week and Kyrie Irving said quote everybody at home Enjoy the game. There will be no tension or no S talking on going on on the court or about James in my presence or anybody else. We're coming to Houston to enjoy the game of basketball and play it at a high level. So no S talking when the bunny bunny goes back to Houston this week. I mean, Kyrie Irvin seems to be his spokesman. Also, he said in the <laughs> post camp from San Antonio, he's like, well, maybe you just need to get used to it because he's, we're, this is how we're playing. Well, the only thing that I will say to this, just as a little tiny um, caveat Mr. Uh, Kevin Durant is not playing. So James Harden is like sort of sucking up all the oxygen points while Kevin Durant is not playing. So we're not really seeing the real Nets yet. I think Kevin Durant's such a good player that he knows how to fit into a system of people that are already doing well. He's not selfish. He's just a really good player, as proven with the now mediocre Golden State Warriors. So I think that, I think they're going to do really well. 
the true test is going to be when they get to the playoffs and they have true adversity and Harden has to actually deal with it. Because like I said, the San Antonio Spurs are not doing very good. They, they were, had a 10 point deficit in the fourth quarter. They overcame. So it's like, sure. Harden's putting up the numbers, but he's like still fulfilling his, I don't play defense prophecy. <laughs> and so uh, triple double good for him. Also James Harden broke Another record, I guess you would call it. In my lifetime, James Harden becomes the first player to record 30 <laughs> points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds with zero turnovers since 1977, which is when they started tracking turnovers. So theoretically, in your lifetime, this happened. But for sure, it did not happen in my lifetime. I That's only put this story in the front so that you would have to read the statistics because I know that you love ambiguous statistics. I do. <laughs> it also gave me an opportunity to prove that you're older than me. <laughs> Because I did like how you did that in there. In my lifetime, nobody has ever done that. <laughs> uh, moving on to the uh, speaking of people that leave teams, uh, our boy JJ Watt decided at some particular point he wants out of Houston. So whether he quit or they released him, a little ambiguous, but nevertheless, the Texans let him go and he got picked up by your Arizona Cardinals, signed a two year deal worth $31 million. He gets $23 million guaranteed. I was wondering that if he was going to take less money and go to like a contender, that's not the case. I mean, there are contender, but he's not taking less money. Right. A report from TMZ came out. There was leaked audio of him talking to his agent. Show you the money. <laughs> oh, no, no. You can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it. What you would mean it, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line, but he oh. say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, where's he going to go? And he is getting paid. He goes to the Cardinals, who were third in the NFC West last year with an 8-8 eight and eight record. He is going the Rod Tidwell route and trying to get paid. Good you know, uh, it's a little interesting. I found this. So the odds for the Cardinals to win the World Series did not change after he joined the team. They remained at 40-1. to 20-1 well, in the NFC. You but look they, up what, the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series? No. Or the Arizona Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. Arizona Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, they did not change. I mean, I don't think that uh, a defensive end is going to be, or D lineman is going to be the, the changing factor in, in winning it. I think, as no. we always say, a good offense is a good offense. Uh, let me just say, if I get to the state of Nevada before the football season, they're still at 41, I'm going to put a little – a little green on that um I, this is the the most shocking thing about the story he gave a quote about joining the cardinals this is jj watt quote the one thing i can promise you is i'm going to work my a off every single day to make you proud very proud to be part of the bird gang and the red sea what is the bird i feel like i'm once again pay attention to sports what is the bird gang and what is the red sea it's it's like um the dog pound in cleveland it's like just Mark, someone in marketing came up with a term for an area of the end zone. And it's just no one, the Cardinals have been so irrelevant that no one really knows what, what the deal is. So, I mean, the only thing I really know about the Cardinals is in the late nineties, they were the ones that would foil the Cowboys sometimes. <laughs> but other than that, they, I mean, they've really just been irrelevant. Like Carson Palmer was maybe the last time they had anything good going. So just real quickly, help me understand this. The Red Sea in relation to the Arizona Cardinals, I don't understand. Like, there's the parting of the Red Sea. What well, I don't. Well, because they all wear red. I think the probably. Oh, and then uh, Seattle has. They're the 13th uh, man, which arguably okay. 
All right. The uh, Reds. Texas A&M okay. had, so it's okay. just a marketing thing okay. for where they are. It's not okay. biblical. Okay. All right. It's well, not Moses. Think. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll stay with the NFL. Old small hands doesn't want to give up the fight. <laughs> Alex Smith coming off his five and one season with the Washington football team is not going to be with Washington next year, but wants to continue to play. It sounds like his, his feelings got hurt. There's a little quote from him talking about the Washington football team. He said, when I decided to come back, I definitely threw a wrench in the team's plan. They didn't see it. They didn't want me there. Didn't want me to be a part of it. Didn't want me to be on the team. The roster didn't want me to give me a chance. Mind you, it was a whole new regime. They came in. I'm like the leftovers and I'm hurt and I'm this liability. Heck no, they didn't want me there. So that doesn't sound like someone that's wanting to go back. That sounds more like our very own honey bun. I don't, this just, just isn't a good look for Washington. Washington, they need some good press. Alex Smith underwent 17 surgeries to avoid getting his leg amputated. Fights all the way back, plays some games of quarterback for the Washington franchise. And what do they do? They cut him. Now, it just seems as if they don't have to pay him a million, a gazillion dollars. But yeah, well, just, he, had, he had $10 million against the cap, which oh, so, is a pretty big. Okay. So I feel I like mean, they could have negotiated decision. that. Yeah, but maybe like, hey, Alex, we want to keep you, but 10 million. Uh... Well, I mean, maybe they did want to keep him and they said, we'll, we'll pay you five or like whatever they did. And I, he maybe he was a little bit offended by the way he was treated when he said he wanted to come back. So it's all it's all business until it's not. I mean, that's what I found in professional sports. <laughs> it's like loyalty um, when it's for the team and it's all business when when they cut you. I'm rooting for Alex Smith. Just so that you know, I'm rooting for Alex. I'm rooting for Alex Smith, too. And I want to make it clear that I don't think he's going to be hanging out with James Harden. And I think Alex Smith is more of the looking for quarters and he's not making it rain. But I don't know him personally. Well, uh, we have breaking Alabama football news on March 2nd. I don't know what they're doing here, but they have said that Danny Bryant Stadium, all 100,077 seats, will be full for next season. As you know, they kept capacity at 20% last year when they won the national championship. Why in the world are they making this announcement right now? The athletic director made that announcement in a tweet shortly after the news broke that the school is going, the University of Alabama is returning to in-person instruction without restriction on classroom capacities. And so they're like, well, if the school's going full speed ahead, we're going full speed ahead. Someone has to be the first one to do it. And then apparently Alabama is the one to do it. And as we saw all of 2020, or at least most of 2020, people make definitive statements and then change them immediately. So at the end of the day, this is a non-story. But I, I mean, the SEC is going to be, I think, the first stadiums that are in full capacity. There's just tiny little nugget in the story I was reading. According to data from the New York Times, Alabama has the lowest vaccination rate in the country with 13% of people receiving one shot. That doesn't really play into the story other than it's not like they have these great vaccine things going on in Alabama and we should be like, go for it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's other factors is, or, or they have the capacity to give them out. Also, are the cases going down there? If the cases are going down so many factors with this coronavirus, whoever goes back first is going to be said to have gone back too soon. So no matter who it is and when it is, the first person to go back is too soon is my take on that. I mean, you know this, you're from Texas, you've been, you know, you're in touch with me. I had someone just come back from Idaho 
And they like literally last week they came back and they're like, you would not know there's a pandemic going on in Idaho. There's no mass. There's Florida's no- like that too. Florida, <laughs> the clubs are full. People are going. But as as I don't know <laughs> how to describe myself, I look at the numbers every single day and nationwide they are trending down. So maybe Florida did it right. I don't know. We live in the most lockdown state and Florida is the least lockdown state and our trends look pretty similar. Any chance you're going to take me to an Alabama football game next year? Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I got the tickets. You get the beers. Damn it. You always say that. Damn. It's an easy thing to do. Um, we talked about Alex Smith's mangled leg earlier. Tiger Woods oh. is recovering oh. from his mangled leg. Oh. And uh, the PGA and LPGA on Sunday, a lot of the players wore red in honor of Tiger's red. And he sent out a tweet and said, it's hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts to every golfer and every fan, you're truly helping me get through this tough time. I, I thought it was really cool that they did that. It was great. And it's his signature thing. Can you explain what tiger and red means? I, I was explaining it to Nicole. She had never heard of tiger Sunday. Like everyone kind of has a different interpretation of it, but just, it used to mean it's over. You're going to lose if Tiger shows up in red. But what, is, what does Tiger in red mean to you? Well, I mean, I think that's it, right? My question back to you was, did he invent this Sunday red you're done thing? Or does that come from somewhere else? Uh, I, think, I mean, I think it was, I don't know how it came about. I kind of looked around a little bit, but I, I didn't have a genesis of it. I think it was, it could have been like his, his team telling him to develop a brand I remember that was a thing on Tiger Woods Golf on uh, Xbox in 2001, like playing with Tiger in red. He was a better golfer than just a regular Tiger. I wouldn't dare wear red with black pants on the golf course. (laughs) You know, my first thought when I saw this story was, you know, the world is way more complicated today than it is like even yesterday, but 20 years ago, like all of these golfers have sponsorships. They have to wear their sponsors say, you wear this, you got it. And so one of the guys, Max Homa, Uncle Kirk's favorite guy, did not wear the red shirt because he's contractually, contractual, contractually, contractually obliged to wear a certain brand. And he was like, hey, man, sorry, I didn't do it, but I got to wear this shirt. I'm getting paid money. It's not like right. Max Homa's the big money guy. Yeah, that's funny that people don't really realize that like celebrities are people that you see often when they're wearing something, they're probably getting paid to wear it. I remember it was with Champion Brand, I think, when Tony Romo was with the Cowboys and he got paid like $10 million a year to put on the hat every time he went to the sideline. So like you wouldn't see him without the hat. He'd pop the helmet off, hat on immediately. And that was very specific. That wasn't him being, I like hats. That was him being like, I like money. Well, so, that's my my point is just like I hear this great story about all these guys are uh, supporting Tiger Woods. I'm like, oh wait a minute, someone's gonna someone's got a contract. They can't do it. Like my heartless self wasn't like, oh yeah. I was like, who's not gonna wear the shirt? Or even more that like you're leaving money on the table. I saw Phil got away with the technicality. He had his black pullover and had a little bit of red peeking through, and so he got credit. <laughs> there was a, there was pictures saying, well, Phil wore red. <laughs> I don't know if technically having a red undershirt counts as giving support, but I mean, I guess it does. My favorite one of those was, you remember when there was the dream team playing basketball in Spain, like Michael Jordan and Magic. It was like the first time all the NBA stars yeah. and they had to wear Nike because Nike was, or they had to wear Reebok because that was the contract with the Olympics. Right. And so when they go to the gold medal game, Michael Jordan 
wore a flag over the Reebok logo so that he would cover it up. (laughs) That's that's such a it's such a strange uh, foreign or alien world to me is like having to worry about like what brands are showing. And I feel like content's moving away from that. Like people are just doing stuff online. And and I tried to produce a short film and I wanted to use a Volkswagen in it. And I, I called Volkswagen. I emailed Volkswagen. No, like I couldn't even get through. Like these brands don't even want to like give you permission to use it. We ended up not, but it's funny how protective they are on like not using it. But then when you have to use it, they're very, very insistent that you use it. Like it has to be seen. Yo, man, I would wear anything anybody told me for like, like as low as five bucks. Give me five bucks. I'll wear your Dockers, whatever you want. Well, Larry is wearing a shirt that has the lyrics <laughs> to the eyes of Texas right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> If we have time, I I wasn't tracking this story, but the University of Texas is under fire from some of their student athletes calling for them to cease playing the eyes of Texas, which is a song that's to the the tune of I've been working on the railroad and the student athletes have requested it be replaced due to its racial undertones. And there's been a big backlash in the last few days from boosters writing letters to the athletic department being like i'm gonna pull my money if you if you get rid of this song so i think it's crazy you live in san francisco where they got rid of school names because of racial undertones uh i mean if you go down the rabbit hole far enough should we just leave the country bro my crazy city got rid of the name diane feinstein because she's racist like come on confederate flag fly in the in front of the Capitol in the eighties. I think this is a really tough situation for, you know, there's obviously some racial stuff going on with that song. It means a lot to Texas. This is not up what the racial stuff is. I I read an article and I listened to a guy explaining it. Do you know what it is? What is it? Basically the eyes of Texas are upon you is taken from Robert Lee saying the eyes of the South are upon you. Hmm. And also I think the people that, brought this song to the university was a social group that used to do menstrual shows Hell. so 60 years ago people were being being crappy to everybody and today some student athletes don't want the song to be sung it's not the lyrics of the word it's not the lyrics of the song they're saying it's the meaning of the song it's what the song represents well listen I, i'm not want to wade into whether they should sing it or not but what's not a good look for texas is that the fact that the rich guys are like, hey, man, you got to keep this song like that. Make it into the press. That's not a good look for Texas. At some point, you can't bend to everyone's request. If someone yeah. says I'm offended, if I said, hey, Larry, I'm offended that you have hair. Is it on you to shave your head? <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it like. Mohawk. It's going to be interesting what the university does, because if these people I mean, one couple wrote in said my wife and I give it a, an endowment of it in excess of $1 million. And if you don't drastically change things around here, we're going to pull it. Multiple people are saying that university of Texas is a very wealthy athletic program and a lot of money dries up. It's going to change the landscape of them. So 
the, the reason I like this story is because I think of like the athletic director of Texas, who's like this guy come up really strong, business minded, knows what he's doing. And the president of Texas, probably an academic yeah. who's really good at his job. And here they are arguing about what they should do with the song. <laughs> Maybe you could sing a few bars on the way out, Andrew. The eyes of Texas are upon <laughs> you. That's all I know. <laughs> he is Andrew Keller, resident singer here on Sports Fest. I'm Larry Olson. He's over.